Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about your vagus nerve and anxiety. And I also, at the end of the show, want to be able to tell you about three different techniques that you can use to stimulate the vagus nerve. Now, I know we've talked about this in other episodes, and if you haven't listened to any of those episodes, here's a couple of them. Episode 307 is Stimulate Your Vagus Nerve to Reduce Your Anxiety, and Episode 475 is letting your body turn down the stress. And I really like the idea of letting your body do the work. Because so many times, and I know that you know this, or probably have experienced this, the mind and the thinking are not the best vehicle to settle down the anxiety, to bring back on board the parasympathetic nervous system. We can't always use our thinking to get us out of it, out of the stress, out of the runaway thoughts. It's our thinking that got us there. So, so many times we forget, and you'll see why as I go on here in the show, why you forget, but we forget that we can use our body. We can will our body and instruct our body to do things that will help us get out of that endless loop, that anxiety loop that goes like we get the trigger and we bring on board the sympathetic nervous system and then we get the adrenaline and cortisol going. That signals more to the thinking mind that there's a problem. And our thoughts, most of us with the tendency toward anxiety or stress have very good wild imaginations. And so that little signal to the mind goes off into all kinds of scenarios that many times are not helpful and many times not even possible, but we're still concerned about them. So it's so important to remember that we can use our body. Let your body turn down the stress. And that's episode 475. I hope that you will check that out. How does anxiety affect our vagus nerve? You know, a, a low vagal tone. You'll probably have read this online or in some of the books that you're reading about anxiety, but a low vagal tone means that our vagus nerve isn't functioning as it should. 
And this can lead to heightened stress responses. And we know we are experiencing that. And when those become chronic, they are possibly resulting in depression, anxiety, gut issues, and inflammation. This is so important for me to point out to you that in the literature now, so many times, it is all together. Our thinking, our anxiety, our moods, our depression, right there alongside where they're talking about gut issues and inflammation. Now, I'm old enough to remember back in the day when it was cuckoo talk to talk about gut inflammation and that all of our health, mental and physical, began with our gut. We talked about leaky gut. We talked about gut inflammation. We talked about the good bacteria in our gut. Now that was cuckoo talk back in the 80s and 90s. And now it's not. And that's okay. That's how things unfold. You can even see by many of the practices and ideas that are coming out in the literature and the studies now is all about things that many traditional cultures have taught and talked about forever. These things worked because they worked. They had experience with doing particular things to help heal people, make them feel better, change their health. And so they did them. It was trial and error, perhaps. Maybe they had instincts and very good intuitions as to what to do. And now science and the researchers are all finding why these things have worked. So I'm really happy that it's just becoming commonplace to talk about these things. And it's not cuckoo town to talk about gut inflammation or the gut microbiome and all of our health really beginning in our gut. So Anyway, that was just my long way around of saying it feels good to me to see that depression, anxiety, gut issues, and inflammation were all in one sentence. One of the people that is very important around this whole vagal health is Dr. Stephen Porges. If you've not heard of him, he has been mentioned in many writings about trauma. He's actually the father of the polyvagal theory, which has led to groundbreaking changes in our understanding of how the nervous system responds to threat and trauma. So that's so important for you to know who he is, because one of my favorite quotes from Stephen Porges is this. He says, the simplest vagal stimulation that you can recruit is being able to exhale slowly. And so you know why I like that. I have been saying it forever. Exhale longer and slower. And this is actually stimulating our vagus nerve, our vagal system. So there you have it from the expert. And again, these are things that have been done for a long time, but now we are seeing why these things work. So I do want to talk to you about a wonderful episode that I was able to lay my eyes on that was sent to me by Sean, 
my editor and right-hand man. And this article will be linked in the show notes so that if I pique your interest in this subject, you can go and read the entire article, not just the gems that I'm picking out for you. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. So let me talk a little bit here about what the vagus nerve actually is. Technically, it is the 10th of 12 pairs of cranial nerves and is the longest in the body. In fact, the word vagus means vagabond in Latin. This is why that nerve is also known as the wanderer. And it shows perfectly the path of this nerve extending through various organs of the body. The vagus nerve intervenes in the sensitivity of the respiratory mucous membranes and transmits the rhythm strength, and frequency of our breathing. It affects the pharynx, the larynx, esophagus, trachea, bronchi, and as well as nerve fibers in the heart, the stomach, pancreas, and liver. But it also does the opposite kind of work. That is, it receives signals from internal organs and sends those signals to the brain to be processed. Perhaps the most interesting thing is the relationship between the vagus nerve and anxiety, as it also transmits signals of nervousness or calm, anger or relaxation. To understand the link between the vagus nerve and anxiety, we need to know that the nervous system is made up of the two opposite systems that constantly send information to the brain. Now, we talk about those here all the time, but I'm going to review it real quick again, just in case there's some new people listening or we need a refresher. The sympathetic nervous system prepares us for action. So it mainly feeds the hormones like adrenaline and cortisol, 
This is where we get the feeling of fight or flight. And now the parasympathetic nervous system intervenes in the rest and relaxation, the rest and digest side. Both systems work as one is an accelerator, the other is a decelerator. The sympathetic nervous system accelerates and activates us And the parasympathetic nervous system helps us to relax and reduce the speed so we can find more peace and calm. Some of the vagus nerve functions in our body are, it helps to regulate heartbeat, controls muscle movements, and maintains the pace of breathing. It maintains the functioning of the digestive tract. It facilitates relaxation after a stressful situation or it indicates that we are in danger still and we do not have to lower the guard. So you can see how we are feeling, the feelings that we feel, the sensations and the symptoms that we get, why we are getting them. This vagus nerve, the wanderer all throughout our whole body is responsible for this. And what can we do, right? We want to be able to have that vagus nerve working and being in tip-top shape. So when we are subjected to stressful situations, the sympathetic nervous system is activated. At a brain level, this involves the activation of two pathways, the hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal axis, and the brain-intestine axis. The brain responds to stress and anxiety by increasing the production of hormones. I know you know this, cortisol and adrenaline. These act as immune system suppressors and inflammatory precursors, which is why when we feel stressed and anxious, we get sick easily or more often. Ultimately, we can end up suffering depression that has been linked to an inflammatory brain response. And I get this question all the time. Can I have depression and anxiety together? And yes, you can. Chronic stress and anxiety cause an increase in glutamate in the brain, a neurotransmitter that when produced in excess causes migraines, depression, and anxiety. In addition, a high level of cortisol reduces the volume of the hippocampus, the part of the brain responsible for the formation of new memories. This is what I said earlier. This is why you can't always remember things. You're not demented. You are stressed. The involvement of the vagus nerve will lead to symptoms such as dizziness, gastrointestinal problems, arrhythmias, breathing difficulties, and disproportionate emotional responses. As the vagus nerve is unable to activate the relaxation signal, the sympathetic nervous system keeps active. It stays alive. This will cause the person to respond impulsively and suffer anxiety. Vagal stimulation is a big subject, but for now, I want to give you some short little ways that you can stimulate it. Exposure to cold, 
regular exposure to cold helps to reduce the fight or flight response that triggers the sympathetic nervous system. So I want you to remember this because this is an easy one to work on. I did this decades ago. It could be enough to take a cold shower. Now, there's different varying um, opinions on how long you need. But the last thing I heard from Andrew Huberman on his podcast was 11 minutes a week. So break that up into your shower, however you need your little two or three minutes of cold at the end. This has so many health benefits but this could actually help you with your anxiety and being able to trigger your parasympathetic nervous system more easily. So cold in any way that you can put ice on the back of your neck or drink ice cold water, put a cold cloth on your face. The next one is diaphragmatic breathing. People inhale air between 10 to 14 times per minute on average, which means They are breathing too shallow. This is why I never felt right with those breathing apps on Instagram or Facebook that has the visual breathe in, breathe out. They go way too fast for me. I want you to time yourself because the ideal to inhale would be six times per minute because then you would be breathing diaphragmatically. You would be getting the breath deep down to where you are stimulating flattening out your diaphragm, which stimulates the vagus nerve. So diaphragmatic breathing is so important. You know, I also call it Buddha belly breathing. This activates the vagus nerve and the brain interprets this as a necessity to calm down. Even if the nerve has not given that order specifically, this is very interesting because your breathing is overriding the vagus nerve signal. With diaphragmatic breathing, we have a deeper breathing that brings air into the lower part of the chest, using the diaphragm correctly, promoting relaxation. And finally, meditation, yoga, and Tai Chi. These are so important. Meditation can increase your vagal tone. This has been demonstrated by researchers I think they said the Oregon University who have seen that only five days of mindfulness meditation promote positive feelings towards oneself that causes the vagus nerve activation while modulating the activity of the parasympathetic nervous system, a much better result than conventional relaxation techniques. Please keep up on your meditation. Even if you think it's not working, keep doing your mindfulness meditation. And practices such as yoga and Tai Chi are ideal for stimulating the vagus nerve. Remember, we want to keep that nerve healthy. A study at Boston University revealed that yoga increases GABA neurotransmitters, which promote the feeling of calm and serenity by helping to fight anxiety and stress. Tai Chi, on the other hand, is able to balance heart rate, which means it stimulates vagal modulation, according to researchers at National Yangming University School of Medicine. So some last final quick, easy ways to stimulate your vagus nerve. Try singing, humming, chanting, and gargling, because these can activate the muscles 
that stimulate your vagus nerve. And this has been shown to increase heart rate variability and vagal tone. I know this was a lot of like information, but it's so important to know that you have a tool. You have a way to get your body to take care of you and your mind. I so love being here with you, and I hope that this show is helpful for you. And now for today's quote. The simplest vagal stimulation that you can recruit is being able to exhale slowly. And that's from Dr. Stephen Porges. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 